This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Off the Break Podcast, coming right at you. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> We're back. How was your week, Kyle? Right I've not up. been in the office every day, so it's weird to see you now. <laughs> right off the jump. Yeah. But it has been weird. I haven't seen you guys too much this week. But no. it's nice that we have uh, this time to record and podcast where we can kind of We always pretty come much together on Fridays. Yeah. Catch up with each other. Yeah. Can't do this remotely. <laughs> well. We, plenty of people do podcasts remotely. <laughs> yeah. But nope. don't tell Cody that. But don't tell Cody that. But where's the fun in that? Like those... Uh, you, there's something about being like in the same space where you get a better energy than over like zoom calls and whatever i feel i get to oh, see yeah. kyle's wonderful face and then talk to him about stuff i get to see that he has a healthy tone that he's eating well rested you know you the sure? mom and me checks are you sure because this morning has been as <laughs> i can tell when he has a rough day because sometimes he'll come and say goodbye and his hair is like standing straight up i'm like whoa you okay buddy <laughs> pulling my hair out yeah of my but head. it is straight up i'm like yeah it was a rough day <laughs> i assume it was rough after i took kyle out for uh, gas station tacos yesterday yeah I I thanks like, for that even though i said yes <laughs> i so said are I you sure that. i said are you sure and he's like yeah i'm in I'm like okay two hours later i was not in ken, ken didn't feel very good either when so he was you why that was more of like a headache sinus thing that was not a gotcha i ate uh you know Still, still warm from the day before. Mm-hmm. Lingua tacos, <laughs> and I was the opposite. <laughs> but we knew that was going to happen. I never would have gone and done that if I'd been here. I'd been like, "No, you guys have fun. Yeah. I will." We did watch have, this we experiment. It was from the sidelines. <laughs> watch me eat beef tongue in a taco. He was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's one way to do that." Even my chicken taco didn't quite look like chicken. Tasted good. <laughs> surprisingly but i don't know I feel the tongue like one was a surprise what you guys are describing is a bridesmaid scene where you find a little out of the way taco place and then you had some I, issues i later. did poop in the street wearing a wedding dress so it was very realistic but that was surprisingly unrelated <laughs> yeah, yeah that was i've caught him doing that before that was just a thursday night <laughs> yeah ladies just, night that's just, why the dress just trying to spice things up <laughs> well how about we before we get too gross even more let's move gross. on and let's uh break down what our uh topics are going to be for this episode yeah, quick episode this week uh, kyle's going to tell us about bros and i cannot wait for this review because i think i'm going to make ken take me tonight to the movie we're gonna have a bro down a bro down <laughs> would it be a bro haha oh, wow so no funny. That... <laughs> i don't think that was it no darn I thought it was funny. Hopefully other people laugh, but we have no way to prove that, so <laughs> sorry. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about bros. Big news this week. Netflix stepping out there on a major theatrical release. Not to independence, though. So we'll get into that. And question mark on the major release? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's so, so sucky. Sucky, suck, suck. <laughs> And then our Netflix is on my shit list. And then our pop culture roundup. Yes. So got some good tidbits this week. We're gonna start with Kyle's bros review. Yeah. How'd you enjoy it? Was it funny? 
It was funny, and I very much enjoyed it. Did you laugh out loud? I did laugh out loud okay. many times. I really want to see this. Probably on the same level as I did with The Lost City, and I think you guys remember that I really enjoyed The Lost City. Yeah. So, uh, th- th- But this movie was great. I think not only does it land with the laughs, but it also does a really good job at just feeling that sense that a romantic comedy really should, where uh, a couple is able to you know, kind of butt heads at the start, but then grow into... Uh, their relationship and it never feels like uh, Billy Eigner and the actor who plays opposite of him I think it's Luke something I'm trying to remember his last name now but they just have great chemistry they work off each other so well it seems very seamless and never once does um, the aspects where they talk about the LGBTQ community and history behind that it never feels like it's beating you over the head with it it never feels like that it's uh, being preachy at all but it, it, it infuses well with the movie because these two characters are kind of going through like what that means to them while they're in this relationship too, like what it has meant for them in different ways growing up and how they can um, not come to terms, but how they can be able to work off of each other in, in um, those moments. So yeah, this movie just really hit me in the right ways just because of, the authenticity behind it and just with the last in general i thought this was really really funny well that's great because all the reviews i'm seeing on rotten tomatoes have the words diversity and brave mm-hmm. and different but they don't say the movie's good right like i understand it's a it's the first time we've had one of these but the movie still has to stand up on its own right it has to have <laughs>, laughs and heart and yeah. if it had those two things then I think it, it, then it made sealed sense. the deal for a romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you guys make a good point, and there's others that would echo your sentiment, because I think the complaint leading up to this movie was that it wasn't telling you if this movie was funny. It wasn't telling you if this movie is good. It tells you that this is important, and you have to see it because it is important. And granted, it is important to a degree, because we've never had rom-coms of two um, gay leads who have uh, the platform to have this major release from a major studio. So it is, you know, it is a big deal, but people don't like being reminded or told that things are a big deal when it comes to movies or entertainment in general. And I think they, they that's wanna... for other situations in life, right. but not for an escapism to the movie They theater. don't want to be like um, value shouted at. Like, you need to see this yeah. to support this issue or... Or you're not doing enough if you don't see this movie. It's uh, t- speaking of the action rather than, mm-hmm. hey, go watch this super funny movie. Yeah, like, right. enjoy this really funny thing. Right. Audiences already feel like their values are are molded mm-hmm. regardless of what type of person they are, what their types of beliefs are. They already feel like their values are in place. So they don't need any sort of movie to tell them or remind them like what they are supposed to be. Like You just have yeah. to sell... And I thought the marketing, me personally, did fine with selling. Like, it is funny and a good movie. But other people, I think, clearly saw it in a different light. Yeah. I mean, there are movies with, I mean, obviously there are LGBT movies, but this is the first one on such a grand scale. On a major, um, from a major studio, having yeah. a wide release. Uh, not really a story about coming out of the closet or having their first right. kiss, but it's them having years of coming out of the closet and years of being within right. this community. And it really touches on those aspects but, of yeah. this, Already established characters trying to go to that next level. Yeah. But this is like with um, Black Panther being the first African-American superhero. 
yeah. on a on a grand scale. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But it had to be a good movie. Oh yes. Yeah. If it wasn't a good movie, it would have caused ripple effects mm-hmm. moving back. I mean, there wouldn't have been there wouldn't obviously be a Black Panther two, mm-hmm. but he may not have been included in the Avengers films and the Marvel Universe moving forward if it didn't work. It's possible. There's a reason why Eric Bana didn't move forward. <laughs> <laughs> I I no, like that sure. to your point that you know in the narrative around something like Black Panther was yeah it's a you let her less that it's the first black superhero film and you just heard more of like you've got to go see this it's so good yeah and that needed to be the narrative and the focus on bros and Mm -hmm. i still think at this point even though we know it's good and i've heard it's good that's not the public narrative around it yeah i've seen more headlines about this movie saying why did this bomb who's to blame blah 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 instead of seeing stuff pre- release of it saying this is a very good movie this is a very funny movie Mm -hmm. uh not even really that much stuff talking about like what its projections are going to be like i just see more of how to spin narratives Mm post-release when one it's i mean it's kind of simple one it's what we're describing here in terms of how to market movies in general but two it's also just because comedies are still having this uphill battle of being theatrical events mm-hmm. which by the way i i did see this movie with like only two other couples three other couples in the theater and somehow we got like the biggest theater at our uh one in town <laughs> instead of like a smaller one oh so God, that was a re- managed. exactly that was poor management there but even still like i felt camaraderie in the laughters of it all like people were laughing at the same stuff i was laughing at and it never felt this uncomfortableness of you know the subject matter at hand but also the fact that it's a funny movie and we got genuine laughs together as a result of it and the trailers were good and accessible minus the the shock factor in the initial red band trailer sure but i mean it i just i wish there was a a rewind button so that this could have been marketed appropriately it's an r-rated comedy Mm -hmm. focused around lgbtq characters yeah but (laughs) we just the 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 marketing focused on that side of it versus just saying hey this is a funny ass movie yeah (laughs) and going from there and then highlighting the characters and the the struggles that they go through and things like that definitely uh but that's all i have for that i hope more people start going out to see this and we don't see a big drop off risk yeah I would through the door. I think that's this movie's biggest problem. It's not that like people wa- walked out and were outraged and there's none of that backlash. When, no. There's no backlash. It's Well, you know what you're going to. Yeah, they just couldn't get people in the door and mm-hmm. that that's where I think they maybe lacked the proper marketing is to incentivize people to take a risk on something. They just walk through the door. Enjoy. We promise it will deliver. Yeah. I totally agree. That and Billy Eichner is famous, but he's not like crazy famous. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm realizing too. I I don't watch his show Billy on the Street, but I thought it did have like its uh, sizable popularity. But I'm almost starting to see people suddenly coming out and being like, "Oh, I've never liked Billy Eichner anyway." And it's like, where did this come from? Well, where did, is, were you guys hiding? That makes sense because Joe Coy has a much bigger audience. And didn't yeah. do any business with his comedy. Yeah. And there was no big red flag issues there either. No. I don't know. It It's just the thing with comedies. Like, it's so hard to nail down 
how to get audiences to go out regardless of right. star power. I mean, star power does probably play a role. I'm sure when Ticket to Paradise comes out with Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts, we're going to see a bit of a different story, but maybe I, it's going to be more than Ken and I 5 a, million. It's going to be more than yeah. 5 million. No, I'm not disputing that. Ken and I had a, uh, like spirited, our, discussion. a spirited discussion about how much we thought that movie would do. And he's like, Oh, it's going to be a hundred million dollar movie. And I'm like, really? Like to me, mm, okay. these are aged people that the a romance between them is not interesting to me at all. I and think you'll get the older audiences though. This is But they're not going. You need teenagers and teenagers don't Elvis care. Elvis about... and Top Gun big to differ. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like those are They're not gonna do Elvis and Top Gun. Those numbers. aren't like George Clooney is more action... popular than Elvis is right now. I would now. say those are big That's a I'd hot take is an action movie and Elvis like play to uh i would say different crowds like it wasn't just one type of movie but this is another romantic comedy with julia roberts and george clooney like it is pretty pigeonholed into what it is and i don't think it'll get older women some of them but it's not going to get anybody younger like i don't want to go see what essentially our grandparent age people rekindling love in a super boring like set up like that i kind of want to see it <laughs> i think it's gonna be great the, i will say the trailer makes me a little nervous because i never realized until now like it tells you the whole story and grand it's yeah. a rom-com like you you know what the story is anyway but yeah that's not a, not no, a the... thinker there no but they definitely <laughs> make it not a thinker for you in the trailer so, so. i'm thinking I don't know. under 100 million in, well yeah in, in okay okay take here. every right. release and pick five I'll that just... won't go under a hundred million a, uh, the total run correct me too yeah. it's gonna go over but that's it's a silly mason dixon line <laughs> to... we're just gonna move on from it now because <laughs> back to other stupid decisions <laughs> other stupid decisions <laughs> Cody, uh, why, why don't you just go fire and brimstone on this and... okay so we were all super disappointed when the follow-up sequel to the action pack knives out was announced to go to netflix was, it, it was, was it bypassing a- theatrical completely it was it the, was not action-packed well whatever <laughs> it was a big movie i didn't correct ask. it was a big movie but yeah. it was not action-packed it was, it was action. a thinker i was gonna let it go okay just let it go now <laughs> and then and anyways the gross out comedy knives of the out. century knives out <laughs> Regardless of the live action documentary, Knives Out. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Knives Out 2, the sequel to the follow up sequel, everybody had assumed it was going to be another theatrical by Lionsgate. During the pandemic, Lionsgate sold it to Netflix for a bunch of money. So then, so we were already upset that this sequel was going to be on a Netflix thing. But you can live with that because you're like, oh, it's gone forever. Well, now Netflix in their you can resign yourself you can to the resign fact yourself, that you're, yeah. you can't play it. Yeah, no, same as Hocus Pocus it. two. Same yeah, as... it's a good film that you're not going to have access to because it's on streaming. But then Netflix and in their infinite wisdom was like, oh, we need to have a theatrical release of this because it makes it more popular on the site. Well, no shit, Netflix. How long have we been after you about this? Just get a goddamn distribution team in order <laughs> and distribute it. So there bright idea is just to distribute it for one week only to just the majors just and, amc regal and cinema and not even all, all of the not majors. all their locations 600 I, cinemas. yeah it's like 
which it's like is AMC, you get two hundred, and Cinemark, you get two hundred, and now put them where you think they'll work. Yeah. So, so the cities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're probably in the same exact cities that they were going to already, just for like right. out of six hundred prints, there's probably fifty in New York and fifty in LA. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So at least 400 it, or 500 for the rest of the U.S. And the stupid chains did this for only a week. It's not like they don't at Thanksgiving. It's not like they don't have product at Thanksgiving. There's so many other movies coming out. They didn't need to bow down for this. This is the first week of December yeah. opening where you have nothing so you can draw people in. Mm-hmm. And what happens after this week? When it becomes, if it's number one or number two, are they going to pull back and be like, oh, you can yeah. play it an additional week? Well, luckily, it's not even going to get there because it's only going no. to 600 locations. And Black Panther will still be playing Disney's Strange, Strange World. Strange World will open, yeah. Hopefully, but yes. Um, she said Fablemans. I mean, we have a whole bunch so of products. It won't be number one, but it'll pop a decent gross. Yeah. Because there's some interest around it. Um, I just think what they did was, because they don't have a distribution team, they just were like how can I get one guy to call and who do I need to call to get these few things booked? And that's just basically what they did. It's Mm -hmm. so arbitrary. It's just, I can't possibly call an independent chain or I feel bad. Even if they had gone wider and said the top 600 locations, then you would have gotten some of the top 10 chains in there. Some of those premier locations would have made it because it would have been across the U S at least that to me would have been more fair than just taking these two, these three, these three circuits no, it, and being like, I'm going to call three people at three circuits and get it, it done. It makes sense, Cody, because AMC, Regal, and Cinemark really supported, oh. you know, Roma and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Irishman. Marriage story. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage. They supported all those films. Oh, wait, they said, fuck you to Netflix. So yeah. now Netflix is like, oh, yeah, by the way, how can you make our lives easier? Right. I think that there there is a which you're not going to hear reporting about, but there has to be a profit sharing or a pay uh, some payment going back and forth. Probably, like maybe maybe these theaters get to keep a hundred percent of the film rental or something crazy like that for that week, or maybe they keep like eighty percent film rental or something. So for them, it was a pretty easy, you know. But that wouldn't decision. that wouldn't that also ruin the point of a studio releasing a movie to theaters anyway, so that way they can get those... Or am I thinking of the ticket sales? I don't know what you're thinking of. Okay, no, I mean, it would be then. it would be a benefit to Netflix to get some money from those, but right. it's just yeah. the promotion. It's just the... Pro- the Netflix is only sure. doing this so they can... Say, so they can... Basically, it's the promotion on a national scale mm-hmm. that legitimizes the film so that... The, so they can get enough streams so that it's like, oh, I've got to get Netflix at least for this month to watch this movie yeah. so that they can pay for the outstanding amount of money they got. For not, it. not to mention probably wanting, you know, the Oscar contention part of it. And I don't think that's as big a, a driver. As, I mean, they would have done like a smaller yeah. release like they usually have yeah. anyway. But... And they would have put it closer to Christmas, I think, yeah. if that was the case. But no, I, I really think it's because they are experimenting with it does having a one week theatrical run really boost the engagement of the film when it's exclusively on our site and mm-hmm. they're just using the big three chains and they're getting something out of it. The chains aren't dumb, but they're just using them for this experiment on this film. And it's just, 
it's annoying because we've had to tell people, nope, ex- independent exhibitors, you're completely out of it. They're not going to take your date. It's just weird that it's using the word experiment because what experiment is needed? Like movies and theaters can do well. <laughs> Knives Out did very well in theaters. But Netflix Why not release does it to not all? care about that. All they care about is what is the my cost to promote this and yeah. can I use some of that marketing budget to boop, get a bump I feel like that's just moving budgets around and yeah but why would you want the bump though don't you want the whole you know you would the think. whole pie mm-hmm. like <laughs> right why do you only want the whipped cream that goes on the pie? Does whipped cream go on pie? Do you people do that? I'm not sure now. <laughs> yeah. Whipped cream or ice cream? Okay, nice. ice cream on the pie when you yeah. could have the pie and the ice cream. I I know. You want the all-a-mode. All, all do you guys put whipped cream on your pie? Yeah. Okay. Pumpkin pie. Okay, that's what I thought. It wasn't just a weird me thing. No, okay, and then cool. I put... <laughs> cool, 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 cool. When I could have dairy, I put ice cream on apple pie. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> Okay. Anyone want pie? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our pie. So if you're wondering, <laughs> listeners out there, we have heard back from Netflix. No, they are not taking dates. As of this podcast today. Now, maybe they'll change their tune when they get more pressure. It is till now from thanks. It is from now till Thanksgiving. So we've got some time. As, but... as I think back to oh NATO, gosh. you know, promoting Netflix and saying they were proponents of the yeah, theatrical they were, exhibition i remember nato a year came, ago yeah came out in a nato call told exhibitors oh no we're in discussions with them they're they're gonna start you know releasing more content for theaters they're really gonna step up i oh, guess they never they said step, yeah they did step up for nato for nato's big three guys <laughs> remember, they never said for which theaters yeah and if i was remember nato doesn't really help the independence at and all if i was lowe's if i was marcus if i was one of these chains oh, i would marcus, be irate B&B, mm-hmm. they should be so pissed they're up there they have top 500 locations yeah they, i mean it isn't marcus now like the fourth yeah they're massive yeah i it just it it affects not only the little guys, the truly independents, but mm-hmm. it's affecting that mid-tier circuit range, mm-hmm. too. Marcus has over 40 locations. <laughs> and wow. they can't can't get a print of a movie at any, one. at any of their locations. Yeah. yeah. And they probably have three or four in the top 600. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it makes sick. no sense. It's, it's, again, Netflix not understanding at all how theatrical distribution works because they don't have a goddamn team to give them insight into it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, th- or they do and nobody and their CEO's not listening because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you listening or maybe watching this clip, earmuffs, <laughs> earmuffs, but just so you know, we are annoyed. <laughs> Somebody's on my shit list again. <laughs> couple somebody's all right right, let's let's move on to our pop culture roundup cody you want to go first with yours or do you need a a second (laughs) decompress so mine is kind of fun it's um recently they released an image from the new enzo ferrari film starring adam driver and i was like "Ooh, image i'm like where's adam driver and this is the first time in a movie I could not recognize Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver looks like Adam Driver playing characters in movies. Like he just looks the same. Short hair, long hair. You can tell which one Adam Driver is. He's You can spot him in the crowd. I wouldn't 
I call nose. him a butterface. Nose. <laughs> this image, it's just the angle, the hair, the receding hair, all of it. You could not tell it the glasses. I couldn't tell it was him. It was shocking. Yeah, it's amazing what makeup and hairstyling but can do. But even on that face, mm-hmm. you can hide it. That was, I think, the my most impressed. That makeup artist deserves an Academy Award. Already? Before Already. the movie even comes out? Whoa. That Fair picture. Enough. You hit that face. Good job. You that mean that picture, face? That picture looked exactly like Adam Driver. What? <laughs> they, they literally made a movie. They want to make a movie about Enzo Ferrari, Are which is great. I, he looked exactly like him. No, he didn't. You and would not they, have known. they make a movie about Enzo Ferrari, who's one of the most famous Italians of all time. Mm. And they're like, who has played Italian previously Recently? in a film? And they're like, oh, we have Jared Leto. Oh, no, Morbius was a piece of crap. <laughs> and like, oh, Adam Driver, done. Star That's, Wars, Adam Driver. No, he was Still in Noah. Gucci. I know he was in Gucci. Nobody gives a crap about Star Wars. Although he did play an Italian in Star Wars. The general audience would know him from Star Wars, not Gucci. Oh, he's Kylo Ren. Nobody cares about that I was looking for Kylo Ren in that picture. I was not looking for the Gucci guy. Oh, yeah. You were looking for a guy in a giant black mask. I was. (laughs) Is he behind Enzo? Oh, wait. Where's he poking out? That is him. So I'm excited about this movie, but I hate Adam Driver's ugly face. You ready to take a dump on mine? Yeah. You're a jerk. <laughs> Lionsgate has announced Expendables 4 well, for September 22nd, we don't really 2023. I am <laughs> so excited for this. Until it goes to Netflix. It's going to be a re-re... Apparently they're in bed together. Re-re-reboot. I'm very excited about this. Well, my first, when you told me about this, I was like, my first thought was, what aging, decrepit action star from the 80s are they going to get into this now? Are they starting to run out of them? I think so. I think they're dying off. I, th- I thought I saw in the cast list that Megan Fox was in it, so they must have been like, we got to make a pivot to yeah. something else well, here. Younger, well, they, sexier. <laughs> they did that in the second one with Jean-Claude Van Damme, and then they killed Liam Hemsworth in the first 10 minutes. They're like, he's going to be the new Stallone, and then they killed him. <laughs> it's like, guys, you're trying to get younger here, and you killed the youngest person on camera. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. It's like poor planning on their part. I mean, if there's four of them now, I don't think it really matters anymore. But <laughs> probably at the time, it was a question mark. You were like, huh, that's a choice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Then we'll make a third one with Wesley Snipes now that he's paid his debt to society. <laughs> there we go. You can bring him along. It's just, it's just, I'm afraid they all have dementia and they can't remember their lines. Yeah, but as long as they pick up the guns, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, which they can still do somehow. Bruce Willis's career in a nutshell. Hey, don't talk about Bruce Willis. That makes me sad. That makes me sadder than Adam Driver's face. He was also (laughs) Expendables. Yeah, he was. All right, Kyle, do you have something that's going to bring this up a notch? Because I am, Uh, I am irate about the topics we're discussing. (laughs) Irate. I don't think this will make any of you guys mad, but the Super Mario Bros. trailer got released yesterday. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was a really good looking trailer, but everyone is complaining that. Chris Pratt sounds like Chris Pratt when voicing Mario. You even- mean Chris Crap? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ken is also one of the people who are clearly upset by this. But it's not a surprise to me, only because an actor who is not a classically trained voice actor, such as yeah. many of the other anime movies we've had in the past, sound like themselves. So hearing that, like, even small snippet of his voice, I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, it's Chris Pratt. He's not a classically trained voice actor. Knew. It's fine. It wasn't going to work when it was announced that he was going to be the voice. We're like, ah, that's not going to sound right. Well, I don't know. I, I just 
don't really care what Mario's voice sounds you, like. You watched the trailer, right? Yeah. Did you know who was playing Bowser ahead of time? No, but when I found out, I was shocked. Correct. Who's playing Bowser? It's Jack Black plays Bowser and that does that Jack voice. Black. That he is good voice acting. voice entirely wow. to play this character. It is well done. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. See? He's so, one of the few because he's amazing. Can wow. do no wrong. Yeah. And Chris Pratt is like, Mamma Mia? No, he doesn't uh? do any of that because he can't because you you can't play Italian unless you're Italian now. So, so it would be... So, Kent, who was your idea to do the redo the voiceover? Because obviously well, we need to change this right away because it's not going to work. After yes. I realized right. uh, James Gandolfini was no longer with us again Ooh. to play Mario. I'm sorry you found out this way. <laughs> yes, this is how I found out the first time. The obvious choice is comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. To play Mario. He's in this movie, though. Correct. That's the even larger issue, is that he's in the movie and How not play Mario. How did they get Mario. him and not play Mario? <laughs> he's he's probably like Yoshi or something. Or <laughs> like something Chris Pratt would have made a great random. Yoshi. I am a Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What's happening here? I'm, I'm he just doing... slowly puts on a red hat. I'm Mario now. <laughs> yeah. He would have made such a better Mario. Just... Shocking. You don't need. I, I just imagine like his style of comedy in like Mario, Mario, vo- or speaking not, from Mario's mouth. They and, put Steve Carell in Minions. Approve. Steve Carell is not an A-list actor. Oh, I. Mm, he's not an A-list A-list not, uh, A-list. A-list? I'd say A-list. A minus list. I'd say B plus. All right, B plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but he's a te- known for being a television actor. Right, he's a sitcom that, actor, and, and he's not really a leading man. As you know, even Anymore, though he's been sure. in a few of those roles, but he works best in an ensemble. Okay. Yeah. okay, and then, and that's one of the biggest animation franchises of all time. Yeah, so and good. the Minions have—I mean, they're played by famous people, but you have no idea who's I, who's probably. who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the whatever the Minions movie was. Michael Keaton, Allison Janney, and John Hamm were credited as the Minions. I Going, did not know that. Beep, 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 beep. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it it does not matter who's in these movies, especially if you have a a name like Super Mario on it. Mario is an Italian plumber. It, it just has <laughs> how it, the character has always been. And at when the You know, char- he actually doesn't do plumbing, right? <laughs> right. So <laughs> he why races w- carts around I- tracks. Agree, agree. He leaps but on mushrooms. That was a central component of the character identity, and it was okay. a Japanese video game about an Italian plumber. Kyle, yes. what is so hard to understand? Why here? can't you just get an Italian voice actor to voice the Italian plumber? You can. I just. Why would you have that big mustache <laughs> if you weren't an Italian plumber? <laughs> but he's not an Italian plumber. Yes. He <laughs> Cody. He's a race car driver. <laughs> as far as Kyle's concerned. <laughs> and sometimes a flying squirrel. If you get the right costume, if you, you win something. Yeah. Then he becomes a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Why but, are these the complaints people are having in this world? That's what I want to know. Am I missing something? I got to complain about something. Yeah. And it's it's just off-putting. His his voice is off-putting for this character. Only for like the few seconds. It's like, I need to see more. It's like seeing teeth on Sonic. Maybe we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should not have. And they yeah. correctly fixed it. Correct. And that's what we're, we're saying they should do imploring here. Illumination to go back and re-record all of Chris Pratt's lines. With the right guy who they already had on staff. <laughs> it's not like we're like, pull somebody out of thin air. <laughs> you had the guy. You just 
didn't have him record the right If we're going to pick somebody from <laughs> someone from <laughs> Jurassic World to play it, give me Sam Neill. At least we know he can act. <laughs> I'd take like, a, I'd I like take a creepy s- Jeff Goldblum Italian accent. Okay, oh. I'd like to Pratt. see Sam Neill do an Italian accent. I don't know if he's done that. I can't. I don't think he has. But no, I it just, would be fun. I would just take Sam Neill because <laughs> then you just know normal Sam. Yeah, Neal. just British Sam Neill would be right. great. <laughs> you would have American plumber. All right. Well, clearly I'm in the minor- minority of this. I shouldn't have even brought it up. I'm glad you did. I'm glad yeah. so, I'm sure. Needed to be aired out and debated. Excited, excited we get a crap on you instead of each other for once. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, I get to end this show. No, I'm just You have the power. You have the power, Kyle. You just have do the it. Clapping power. Just do it, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Close us out. Well, that's going to wrap up our show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening uh, and hope for some great grosses this weekend. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. It's going to be number one. Finally, a kid's movie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. The boys are actually excited to see this. Do they, so. make, they make PG movies still? It's for been years. kids. <laughs> I've had a couple PG movies come through the pipeline this last month. That weren't for kids? <laughs> that w- Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, an animated alligator played by Sam Mendez. <laughs> Our savior. <laughs> Who would have thought? Weird. Or Sam Raimi, who's playing the stupid alligator? No, you were right the first time. <laughs> Was I? Sam Raimi, the director. The director. So was yeah. Sam Mendes, I thought. You're thinking, uh, wait. No, Sean <laughs> Mendes. That's who you're trying to think of. Even I didn't know. Oh, Sean Mendes. <laughs> who the hell yes. is that? Sam Mendes is the also alligator. a director, I thought. Sam oh, Mendes is a director. Sean Mendes is a Sam Mendes married to Kate Winslet? I was supposed point? to turn off this oh podcast. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're distracted. This is office talk. Ramble, now. ramble on Rose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.